Uncomfortable is a series in the Mississippi Book Festival podcast, Right on Mississippi, which is presented in partnership with Mississippi Public Broadcasting. So hello, Angie and Nick. How are you all doing today? Alive and healthy. And I think that those are good things. Those are good things. So what have you all been up to? Doing my best Mm. to stay sane. Okay. <laughs> that's a good thing that's a good thing yeah being kind yeah. to myself finding new ways yes. to be kind to myself because you know right now nothing's the way it used to be and yeah. you know when you're adjusting to a new normal you also have to make way and time and space to adjust for yourself in this new normal and oh, and yeah. not just like all your responsibilities so it, it's a matter of finding that balance even in circumstances like this Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I've been talking to um so I have a really good friend who is very like financially sound and does a lot in the stock market and we talk a lot about um the concept of ROI, like return on investment. Mm-hmm. And I am learning how to apply that in life. Um Ooh, wow. how to apply the idea of what I'm doing in every area of life is some kind of an investment and making sure that I am investing myself in ways where there's a return, like where there's going to be a return that benefits me in some way, Um, which is an interesting, an interesting shift uh, in my thinking, because I guess I'm just so used to like pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and not Mm. really thinking much about what I get back. But now like, I just can't do that anymore. You know? My yeah. friend who's a therapist, she said, you can't keep pouring from an empty cup. Yep. You mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you are filling and whatever that looks like. And I think it looks different for different people, mm-hmm. depending on what space they're in their life, what they got going on. Um, yeah. And so whatever works for you, it doesn't have to work for anybody else, but whatever works for you is is good. And so, yeah, I think a lot of people have, uh, shifted and kind of pivoted to that and it's it's a healthy thing and I think you know we find out about ourselves and doing it so yeah so so yeah I, and you know I have a few questions I want to just jump into to kind of guide our conversation one of them I think we're already kind of you know um, talking about mm-hmm. is you know we're living in the middle of a global pandemic and so what are some of those things I guess you had to change and you had to do differently that you really welcome. You're like, hey, I like this. You know, I really, I should do this after this is over or the world opens back up. So what are some of those things that you all are doing differently that you welcomed? I mean, like, like focusing on making money from books is, is the main <laughs> one for, for me. But no, yeah. I say that because like, and Angie can vouch so mm-hmm. much of, what both she and I were invested in before involved a lot of travel, involved a lot of speaking and involved a lot of like kind of going to these different places and putting ourselves in front of people. Um, And that was a pretty significant chunk of my income. But now I'm like, wait, you mean I can like just stay home and write books that people will buy and I don't actually have to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. What a concept. (laughs) Yeah. What, what a concept, a writer. A writer actually writing things like a writer writers write. I didn't. Is that a thing? Yeah. So yeah, that's the main thing for me is is just coming to recognize like, like I can do this a little differently. I don't have to burn myself into the ground or run myself into the ground or burn out um, constantly running around everywhere. 
uh, yeah. to talk to people. Yep. And so with traveling, you know, you had a book that was, that came out right in the middle of all this in May. So Sherry came out in May, the which, I en- <laughs> which I enjoyed. I loved it. I loved it. And I'm pretty sure you had a lot of speaking engagements lined up, uh, maybe even some school visits, even though it was May. So how has the shift been with having a book to come out in the middle of this? And how has it been received? through through all of this oh it's been terrible like so and and the book came (laughs) out no i'm serious because the book came out shortly after we started to adjust to the idea that kids weren't going back to school right so like it just came out in the thick of um so we're re actually relaunching it in in the fall in september because like it didn't really get like they're doing a whole new marketing campaign um it'll hit target stores the same day that Dear Justice and the Jackpot paperback do. So like there's, the, it okay. thankfully I think is going to get a second shot um, okay. because yeah, it was not fun at all. And it's just yeah. like, I mean, I'm glad that it wasn't, I'm glad that it is a book that already has about a character that already has a fan base because that makes things a little bit easier. And I didn't, it didn't hit me so hard because I'm like, well, Marvel cares about this book selling. So they're going to like, I'm like, cool, y'all, you got it. Um, Okay. But it was definitely an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a part of me that feels like it hasn't even come out yet. Mm. What? Yeah. Yeah. That, I could see why you would feel that way, but I will tell you from reading it, um, and and then I'll, I'll jump into you know my thoughts after reading it. It's a great read. It really oh, is thanks. a great read. <laughs> um, I am a middle grade and YA fan, and so mm-hmm. a middle grade or YA book would have to be just absolutely terrible for me not to like it. But I really enjoyed how you didn't tell how old Sherry was until later in the book. And I'm like, middle schoolers, you have so much potential to do Mm -hmm. stuff in middle school. You don't have to wait till high school. So I did like how you kind of did that. And the puns. Oh my goodness, girl. Oh, I love puns. Oh my goodness, the puns in the book. I'm like, yeah, I'm laughing while I was reading it. So yeah, so it's good. So yeah. Yeah, the sequel. So the next one comes out um, February 2nd. And like, that's so far the only thing I've really gotten done during quarantine. <laughs> it, well, one of, I think there's like two things that I've like, yes, I finished something. Um, one of them was that second Shuri book. So like, Shuri's keeping me afloat right now with her vibranium okay. loving self. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so so Miss Angie, what have you been up to? Um, I've been working on revisions for Concrete Rose, my third okay. novel, the prequel to The Hate You Give about yeah. Star's Dad and Maverick. And I gotta say, you know, I'm very appreciative of past Angie for deciding to do her third book and have it set in like 1998, 1999, because yeah. it has been a great escape, you know, mm. like back then. Like, I honestly, I was having a conversation with someone the other day. I honestly can't imagine right now trying to write a YA book set in 2020. No, oh, wow. I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's going to seem unrealistic if you don't mention what's happening. And yeah. like, that can change your entire plot line. 
Like, had I yeah. wrote the hate you give and said it in 2020, then all of a sudden, up, oh, can't go nowhere, gotta do this, gotta do that. It changes yeah. the whole, it could change the whole course yeah. of a book. And you know, when you write realistic fiction, and specifically when you write it for teenagers, they're gonna come at you like, yo, miss, why didn't this happen in the book? Right. Like, you like know? Wait, how, how, how are they outside? Like, exactly. What? Like, why aren't there any yeah. masks in the book? And then as an author, you're like, well, it's my responsibility to write responsible characters to a degree. Let me show these kids you got to wear masks. So you'd have to go back and ho- do a whole book over almost yep. just to get it right with 2020. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad I wrote. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then writing something based on 2020, mm-hmm. you would really have to talk to a lot of kids to see where their head is. Because sometimes with adults, mm-hmm. what we think they're thinking Mm-hmm. is the furthest from their minds. And Mm-mm. one of the students I talked to about, you know, school is, you know, they're going to do virtual or however they were going to do it this year. Mm-hmm. I said, what are you all, what are you all's thoughts? And she said, well, Miss Murphy, where are we going to eat? She didn't think about a mask or going to school or a laptop mm. or if I had internet access. She was like, where are we going to eat? Mm-hmm. That was her thing. And so... How would you, I mean, what would you do to collect that kind of information to put in the book? Like, and that can get really wearing on you. Yeah. To kind of yeah. have those conversations. So I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to write anything since no. 2020 because it changes every day. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah. And so like having to work on a book that's set in 98, 99, where, you know, the biggest thing at the time right then is, you know, is the world going to end on New Year's Day? 2000? I mean, 1999, you know, yeah, right. you know, the big <laughs> millennial. Yeah, Y2K, <laughs> like that's the thing people are talking about, you know, and Maverick's yeah. more worried about if he can afford a beeper and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. a different, it's a different time and I'm very thankful yeah. for that. But it's also made me think about, okay, how do I write books going forward? And mm-hmm. how do I, you know, how do I approach the world we live in now in my work? You know, mm-hmm. I, I tweeted jokingly the other day. I was like, mm-hmm. your next one true pairing in young adult literature is going to have their first date over Zoom. And that may actually happen in a lot of books. Absolutely. <laughs> it's probably some people doing that right now. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've been I've been working on that and I've been plotting my next move and mm-hmm. and working on stuff with um the like the on the come up film and everything so Mm -hmm. I'm finding ways to try to stay busy but in the midst of that I allow myself to not be busy Mm -hmm. oh like I went like a whole two three weeks without looking at a page or writing and there's nothing wrong with that it's no no. some of the the creatives that I follow on you know social media they were like you know what don't be in a hurry to put something out Mm -mm. just sit just be quiet, do nothing. And yeah. and with the kids, you know, with, with things that were going on, that things that are going on now and how it looks, I was telling parents, don't force them to do anything. Like if they were graduating, don't force them to uh, have a big celebration. If they don't want to do anything, ask them what doing nothing looks like. Uh-huh. Doing nothing has a look. Uh-huh. Let uh-huh. them do that. So, so yeah, I, hey, I'm all for doing nothing. I yeah. love my naps. I love my naps. My naps are my friends. Listen. <laughs> Look, I'm going to send you my children, Cyan, and I'm going to take the naps. So okay. you can take these kids, and then I will have the space and time to take a nap because they won't be on me. They'll be at Auntie Tanya's house. 
Okay, well, you know, just send it to Auntie Tanja house. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, we're going to send it to Auntie Tanja. Like, you you got it. You make that six-hour drive then, Nick, and you can come nap at my house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I will plan a day or or days of stuff for us to do. They, they will call you and say, Ma, uh, Auntie Tanja got us everywhere. <laughs> Come get us. We're tired. We'll take a Oh, no, they'll be, they'll be thrilled. <laughs> so you guys you know what has the 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 author community been like for you as far as support through all of this time because everybody you know may have had books coming out or projects or working on stuff what has the support been like for you all right now you're like looking at it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all looking at, y'all looking yeah. i've been i've been okay. like Ange, Ange, you okay yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we check on each it. other like all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's been good. You know, I think all of us are just trying to kind of keep our heads above water. So you mm-hmm. find your huddle is what I'll call it. Like you find, there's like a very, there's like very few people right now that, because we just don't have, just don't have like the bandwidth to be all in yeah. everybody's everything, right? Yeah. So like, right. even just, me and Angie be like, yo, let's write for 30 minutes. Accountability. And then we like, like roll our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then too, honestly, like we're blessed to be able to say that our jobs, despite, you know, the mm-hmm. use the travel we used to do, the fact is what we, the main thing that we're supposed to do is write. And mm-hmm. we're lucky that that's something we can do like, at home or you know just you don't have to you don't have to get out mm-hmm. there and 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 go into this new world and try to figure out how mm-hmm. to navigate it you can do it at your own home or something like that um yeah. but you know writing is such a isolating thing in itself mm-hmm. and the thing i'm realizing that more and more but it's great to have a community that, you know, whether it's virtually or whatever, we can reach out to one another and show that mm-hmm. support. Um, mm-hmm. But also having stuff like social media, like doing, we do Nanji at night, you know, on Instagram. Oh. Live. And- <laughs> Let me tell y'all, y'all, <laughs> look, y'all already know. Um, yeah. I feel like you should have said that. I have been on Nanji at night, like real talk, and it cut y'all off, and I get back on for the next one. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm taking notes. I'm like, these two are vibing off each other. And this is so good. Like, why don't y'all like have a podcast? I got time. So Nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for no podcast. <laughs> I mean, y'all would have to plan it out or nothing. It's like Angie. We just gonna record today. Bam. That's basically that what we do with these lives. I'd be like, bro, what you doing? You want to go live? Yeah, we just don't keep them up online because they get kind of... Eh. They get a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, it's just so... It's so natural. It's mm-hmm. so... It's not scripted. I've never seen one where I felt like I was watching two people that were forcing themselves to talk to each other and come up with oh. something to say. It's like y'all been friends forever. Like, the cousin. The, the auntie, the sisters, y'all, like, seriously, so it's so natural. So if y'all, if y'all decide to just really, just really do a podcast, hey, I'm listening. I'm listening. Because <laughs> right, it's you. good. Because y'all crack, y'all cracks me up on Nanji and night, for real. Bro, we, we be wilding. 
<laughs> so I want to um, kind of segue into your writing with some of the characters and how you're very intentional uh, with your character development. Um, especially, I noticed it in Shuri and all of, all of you all's other books because I have all of you all's other books and I fight people when they say, oh, Angie only has three books. I'm like, no, Angie got four books. See, y'all missed that independent booksellers day book that folks didn't know about Uh uh-huh and you got four books play with it i fight folks all the time i'm like you are not a fan if you don't know she got four books get your life together get it all the way together and go to an independent bookstore and get the other journal all right there you go so raise your voice okay yes raise your voice i forgot i'm glad you remember (laughs) yes I went and got it, and everybody's like, well, where are you getting it? I'm like, I'm in the store getting it. She has mm-hmm. four books. But fan knows she has four books, not three, and she will have five in January. So, yeah. But in the writing of those characters and being very intentional about those characters for your audience, tell me about why that's so important for you all to be so intentional about those characters. Because I can feel it when I'm reading it, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's honestly intentional for me because when the real life young people pick up my books, I want them to see authentic mirrors of themselves without distortions. You know, um, and that's real important to me. Like if a young, real Brie out there picks up my book and she's like, "Nah, that's not how it goes." I need to listen to that, you know? Mm. Um, you know, if if teenagers are telling me my portrayals of them are unrealistic, I got a problem. I don't need to be mm-hmm. right. And so um, that's, that's why it's so important to me to develop these characters. But also, too, I recognize that my books are going to be a window for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I can change their perception of young Black people mm-hmm. in this country. Um, mm-hmm. I can change the way they look at the real young mavericks out there, these young black boys out there. Um, I can change the way they look at the real breeze and the real stars, and mm-hmm. and that can make a difference. So I, I take that seriously. Um, and but for me, the mirror is always the most important aspect. The mirror is always the most important. And if everybody else, you know, gets a glimpse in through the window and they still don't get it, fine. As long as those kids who see themselves do, that's all I care yeah. about. And and I think for so for so long there there wasn't enough books out there to represent them for them to see themselves in. So it's just so important, you know, how you've been so intentional about that. It's really important for them to see themselves, and then also they'll pick up another book because mm-hmm. they now can see. Well, you know what? If this book has been written, and I can see myself. That means someone took the time to honor who I am to write about me and make it accurate. So yes. that, I mean, you develop a lifelong reader like that too. Yep. So, so yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And piggybacking off what Angie said, in addition to changing people's perceptions, it's also setting a lot of people's perceptions because there are going to be a lot of readers who have never actually encountered a character like that character in the book ever. Um, so like I, I've, I've interacted with a lot of white readers who have genuinely never met a black person. Like I'm like the one black person they've ever met and it was over Zoom, right? Um, They live in these very homogenous kind of uh, remote rural areas. And 
And yeah, so their their first encounter with a black person, if it's going to be in the pages of a book, then that person should be well drawn and well rounded, I think. And then the other thing for me when it comes to characterization is that like real people are so much more interesting than caricatures or than stereotypes. Mm. Um, So revealing the complexity of humanity in a character in a book, I think gives everyone permission to kind of embrace their own complex humanity because you know nobody's all good or all evil even Voldemort like (laughs) I think about Voldemort from Harry Potter like he wasn't born evil you know like there's stuff that happened in his life and it gets explored and like yeah he might like took a little too far but like I felt him sometimes like Voldemort I feel you bro like you you had a hard life and I think that those those things are important in characterization because it just it's just so much better to read it's so much more fun to read Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's next for you, ladies? Mm. What's next? <laughs> I, I'm gonna let Nick go first because it feels like Nick got everything happening next. Um, everything okay. Let's see. There's September 29th is Dear Justice, mm-hmm. and then February 2nd is the second Shuri book, and then okay. I'm working on the. I'm supposed to have a middle grade drop in August next year, but I haven't finished it. So like, okay. hopefully I should like, I can like get it done real fast so that we don't have to move it. Um, okay. But yeah, for the most part, I'm just like trying to write more books and coming up with ideas for more books so that I can sell more books. Cause why not make money that way instead of getting on an airplane every three days? Okay. So question. Mm-hmm. So you write middle grade and you write mm-hmm. YA, what other genre, if you could write in any other genre, what genre would you write in? Well, I'm headed into adult. I can't say oh. how or why um, yet. I okay. actually owe somebody something. Oh okay. boy. Whoops. I, even just saying that, I'm like, ah, you should maybe do that. Um, okay. And then and then I really want to do, I would really love to do um, at least a couple of picture books. Mm. I've been working on one for a while that they're hard. Picture books are hard. Mm. And like, I have, I have, you know, after writing Shuri, there are definitely people at Marvel who want me to write comics, but I'm just, I don't know about that one. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to graphic novels. I definitely, I definitely want to do some graphic novels. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. You know, do comics because I'm going to pressure her into doing them. No, you for what? Because. Because <laughs> I don't have enough to do already, Angela. Because you, you rock at them. I don't know, man. I, it's a format I still haven't figured out. Like, I love to read them, but I haven't cracked the code mm. for, like, the story structure. Like, so I just read them for, for the fun and the information. I also want to write for TV, like, and mm. write some films, which I think Angie and I have very similar... Mm-hmm things that we're interested in mm-hmm. um which is exciting because you got your like well done like Avery, which you want, okay then you go you go read mine and i'm gonna read yours and then we gonna like yeah. help each other okay okay so i can see that so miss angie yes what you got going on um <laughs> <laughs> let's see uh of course concrete rose um mm-hmm. I am producing, I'm one of the producers on the, on the come up film adaptation. I'm working on that. I was just, 
I was just emailing back and forth with the director. We have a new director. I can't say who it is, but okay. I will say it's a black woman, and I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, let's see. And I'm excited for her vision for it. And, you know, Hollywood is finding a way to get films done, even in the midst mm-hmm. of all of this. So mm-hmm. we will hopefully um, be filming, like, early next year or something like that. Oh, so, Fingers okay. crossed, you know. Hopefully I'm not jinxing it. Um, <laughs> Let's see. I have a television project I'm working on also mm-hmm. that I can't talk about, but I'm excited okay. about that. Um, so am I. I'm excited about it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Book, book wise. Oh, and I just did that commercial for the WNBA. I wrote. I saw that. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank and my, you. Friend and, my friend and my friend will say, okay then. Okay, okay then. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we see you, boo boo. Yeah. Trying, trying to, you know, trying to um, hopefully give them a l- help in any way I can with giving them more visibility and using mm-hmm. my craft that I use to help with that because, you know, NBA gets all the attention. The WNBA, we're talking about some, excuse my language, badass women who are out here doing the thing. They have skills like none okay. other. And they're in Florida right now playing in what's called the Wubble, which is like a bubble um, Mm -hmm. where nobody comes in, nobody goes out. And it's to keep, you know, the um, coronavirus out. And they get Mm -hmm. tested daily, blah, blah, blah. And they're playing and they're going to be there for months. They can't leave. But guess what? The NBA is doing it too. But unlike the NBA, the WNBA players had to bring their children with them. And Mm -hmm. so they're schooling their children, care of their children and bringing their little babies to practice you see pictures of little kids sitting in strollers on the side of practice as mommy runs layups and stuff up and down the court so like WBA, mm. I, I'm, I was happy to partner with them on that commercial um I went off the rails but you did not this is a whole conversation that's a whole here. conversation I could get into but um but you know what hey we got time I know. I'm not going there. I'd be too mad. I'm not yeah, going. Be you know mad. what? I really. I want. How did that even mm-hmm. come about for you to write the commercial? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I was on. A lot of my stuff always starts with Twitter. Like my book deal started. My, me getting an agent started with Twitter, and this started yeah. with Twitter. I was on social media, and I was just showing support to the WNBA because you know everybody knows me as being a Pelicans fan, New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I was like, you know, there was some stuff going on with the WNBA and I was showing vocal support and I was I did a whole thread of, look, y'all, these are the WNBA teams. Why don't you at least follow them on social media to show some support? Wow. And so like the and it kind of took off and the WNBA reached out to me and they were like, you know, thank you for this, blah, blah, blah. We're working on a commercial right now. Would you be interested mm-hmm. in, you know, writing the script for it? And I was like, Yeah. okay and so they were like yeah we'll pay you and so I decided that instead of them paying me I want my um my payment to go towards charity so Mm -hmm. to go towards the movement so it's being donated um to social justice movements regard um social justice organizations that work towards um racial inequalities in this country so that's what I decided to do but um yeah they were like let's do it I'm like okay and I I also teamed up with them to do some stuff on social media because the okay, one thing about the WNBA is that they've been the most vocal during all of these social justice things, and they mm. get the least amount of credit. Like, we're talking about, you have a player like Maya Moore, 
Maya mm-hmm. Moore was in her prime, WNBA player in her prime, and she decided to step away from the game so that she could give 100% of her energy to fighting That's for right. the release of a gentleman who had been wrongfully imprisoned. That's right. And she just got him free. So, you know, mm-hmm. people want to talk about Cap. Maya Moore was doing it already. You know, right. so like the WNBA right. doesn't get enough. They were kneeling. They were saying, say her name. They were saying Black Lives Matter. They were doing it before most of these men in, their, in these sports leagues were. So happy to so support. Um, okay. All right. Books. <laughs> <laughs> After Concrete Rose, I'll be working on my first middle grade book. It's a fantasy novel. And the main character's me. name, the main character's name is about you. Nick. <laughs> Look, she said it's about, about me. me. And it takes place, um, part of it, I can't spoil it, but I will say part of it, the main character lives in Jackson. So I'm so excited to finally be able to write about Jackson in a book and also to use stuff we have going on here. Like, I think y'all are going to really enjoy um, the way that I use potholes in this magical. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) Why do you got to put us out there bad like that? I cannot, let's be real though. If I write a book about Jackson, it would not be real, even in a fantasy book, it wouldn't be realistic to not talk yeah. about potholes. So like yeah. I, I explain the potholes in a magical way that I think if you're from Like Jackson, they go to another area. <laughs> another dimension. Something. They yeah, transport you from even potholes have names. So yeah. 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 Our potholes yeah. are notorious. Like they're they're almost their own characters in the city. Oh wow. That's that's gonna be interesting. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's be interesting. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited about it. So I'm doing that. And mm-hmm. for YA, when I do get back to YA, my YA books, my I'm gonna start a three book series that takes okay. place in Mississippi. So Okay. Okay. Yep, I, you know, y'all always coming at me, Angie. You ought to set books here. I will, and y'all gonna get tired of it after a while. Well, you know, if you set books here, look. If you set books here, everybody is telling you to set them here. They need to support them. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, hey, you may not like everything I say, but I got a complicated relationship with this state, and I you do. Most of us do so. <laughs> I'm going to keep yeah. it real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I appreciate that. You all, thank y'all so much for spending a little time with me today to talk about what you all are up to and what's going on and, and how you all are adjusting to this new thing we got going on in the world. I really, really appreciate it. And so I look forward to seeing you all soon. Yes. You all thank have, you for you having, having us. Any, you're welcome. If y'all have any pardon things you want to tell the people who will see and listen. Um, y'all stay up, man. That's that's mm-hmm. the only thing I like. Just stay yeah. up. I, it's hard. Cut yourself some slack. Take mm-hmm. breathers. Yeah. Recognize that your brain is not functioning the way that it typically would. I was talking to my therapist about this this morning. Like, we are all functioning as if the world is about to end because mm-hmm. we have no idea when mm-hmm. we will be out of the weeds with this stuff. So it's like with that uncertainty, it affects our behavior. It affects the way we look at things. We affect, it affects our decision-making. So just have that in mind as you move through and like, you know, drink a lot of water. Yeah. 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 And I say justice for Emmett Till, justice for Breonna Taylor, say her name, you know, hit up the attorney general in Kentucky and tell him you want justice for Breonna Taylor. That's right. Um, You know, it's been over a hundred days and this young lady still 
has not received the justice she deserves. So justice for Breonna Taylor. Uncomfortable is a series in the Mississippi Book Festival podcast, Right on Mississippi, which is presented in partnership with Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Mm-hmm.